It's time for All Hands on Tech. Climb on board as we explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we'll chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation, and creativity. All Hands on Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Welcome back to All Hands on Tech. I'm Claire. And I'm Ashley. Today's guests have been in the Halifax tech space for nearly 20 years, offering website design, development, and digital marketing services. And it's what the owners of Aptitude Digital did earlier this year that we are excited to talk more about today. In January, the team at Aptitude officially switched to a four-day work week. So nearly a year out, how has the move gone? And are there any regrets? On the podcast today to talk all about it is Aptitude Digital's co-founders, Bill Doan and Chris Brown. Welcome to All Hands on Tech. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Oh, we're so excited to have you guys. This is a, you know, we mentioned kind of off the mics earlier that this is a conversation that I think a lot of people are interested in. So we're excited to dive into the four-day work week. But first, we'd love our listeners to get a little bit of background on Aptitude Digital, kind of how you started and how you've evolved over the years. So, you know, back in the you know, 90s and early 2000s, Chris and I were both uh, independent consultants doing a lot of Oracle work, big database enterprise. And, you know, we were kind of stuck in that gray cubicle world that was so popular in the 90s with fluorescent lights just kind of mm -hmm. sucking the life out of you. <laughs> and uh, we, we thought there was something better, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we started playing around with a, a new technology called Drupal. It was relatively new at the time. And you know, this, I thought this whole internet thing was going to go places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Psychic. Right. Yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> and so that was 20 years ago that you started Aptitude Digital. Uh, yeah, 2005, uh, I think, right. when we officially formed. Um, so Chris and I have been working together, I think, since about 2000. Yeah, right around, like, Y2K. Y2K, just after Y2K, met. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So obviously the company has evolved. How has it evolved in kind of the work that you do? And it started as a two-person team back then, and you've obviously grown. So how has that evolved? Yeah, so it, it did start as a two-person team. We we were trying to get out of the the, the world we were in, the, right. the, the Oracle forums. And and uh, so we started doing side projects, you know, mm -hmm. small websites for um, small customers just to kind of gain the experience. And... Um, Drupal 4.7, anyone who's interested in Drupal is like, would, would laugh at that. But so we're at 10 now. So um, it just sort of, it caught us as, as an interesting technology. So you started with Drupal, but is that all that you do right now? Or do you have other services or kind of what does, what does that look like? Drupal is our hammer. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, you stand uh, that's our wow. specialty. Stay true. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah, we really specialize in Drupal. Now, it, how it's changed, um, DevOps, we could talk about that lots later maybe um you know the digital marketing aspect of it mm -hmm. um graphic design you know when we started it was like implement someone else's template and now you know with a team of people who can kind of build everything a to z it's it's you know starts with the whole requirements gathering design um kind of the full full meal and you think about our background uh, you know we come from enterprise application you know big database uh development and uh, you know we bring that into drupal so you know, I, li I like to say we build websites that do things. I mean, we build full-on, you know, we've built full-on applications using using the Drupal content management system. So it's, uh, 
you know, there's a lot of potential with it. There's a lot of power, a lot of mm -hmm. creativity. I think developers stay interested because it's ever changing. There's always something new to learn. You can always improve, you know, how you how you uh, go about solving a problem. So, so I have a, a question. Um, so Drupal, obviously, I mean, anyone who kind of worked in that world will be familiar with Drupal. But I would say WordPress is more common. Mm -hmm. For sure. What are your What are your thoughts? Because you seem very um, dedicated to Drupal. Yeah. So question. what are your thoughts on WordPress, just out of curiosity? <laughs> we host some WordPress sites okay. because our clients had them before they came to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they run on the same technology stack. Right. Stack. Um, WordPress is, you know, we don't have anything against WordPress, but it it's kind of more limited as a content management system where Drupal, it is a content management system, but it's also a developer kind of platform. You can build anything with it. Right. And uh, it's it's a lot more kind of in tune with enterprise goals, uh, you know, larger larger websites and organizations. And I, I don't want to go too deep on the on the configuration, you know, but we we could we could talk lots about it. We we really um we find it as it's more developer friendly. Right. Especially when you start talking about the DevOps, you know, the CI C D pipelines and so on, you know, Drupal is fully you know, compliant with that, you know, we, we can integrate that in with it, with a, a pipeline, as opposed to WordPress, it's kind of harder to fit in. So if you look at the large, you know, organizations, mm -hmm. they're probably using Drupal, not WordPress. So WordPress right. is more popular, mm -hmm. but I guess it's the target, you know, right. audience or the target um, use case. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, would you say that because you're Drupal experts, it really sets you apart, it brings in a different type of customer? Definitely. Yeah, yeah definitely. So. Cool. You know, we we do a lot of uh, public sector, uh, a lot of large enterprises. Is our, you know, our part of niche. it feels like luck. We, we we found Drupal. We like Drupal. Uh, it it ticked all the boxes for, for us initially, but then it's it became very geek. it became very popular. <laughs> it became the government, you know, the federal, the provincial, right. large organizations became their go to. So yeah. it you know, right place, right time. Give yourself yeah. more credit than that. <laughs> you saw the you saw the potential. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in just a moment, but we would love to get to know Bill and Chris a little bit better. So we have prepared some fun rapid fire questions for you. All right. And are you ready? I'll let Claire start that. Fire away. <laughs> yeah, you better be ready because they're really, they're going to make you think. Windows or Mac? Mac. Mac. Okay. <laughs> You're like, that was easy. Uh, JavaScript or Python? JavaScript. I, I don't know Python, so oh. I, I say I say JavaScript because I know. know. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. Yeah. Okay. Python has a cool name, though. It does have a it cool does. name. Yeah. It does have. A Sounds name. a little dangerous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What was that fact? Um, it was named after the Monty Python oh, movies or series or something. Wouldn't surprise me. I wish I had the real fact, but that is true. Yeah. So, Google that. Um, a day at the beach or on a hiking trail. Mm. Hiking trail. Hiking trail. Do you have a favorite hiking trail? Oh, good question. Hmm. We've been around to lots in Nova Scotia. You, you put me on the spot, so I can't think of one. No, but, that's fair. Yeah. Do you go hiking together? I go with my wife. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm sure we have hiked. I'm sure we have. Yeah. It's been a, it's, I prefer sailing over hiking. So. Oh, oh so you're not offended. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Okay, we only have one more. What's your favorite thing about living and working in Nova Scotia? People. Everybody is genuine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. To, to, to add to that, like you can find supportive, real people who connect with you. 
you know, and maybe that's maybe that's not unique to Nova Scotia, but I feel that here. Yeah, I feel like that. We try to we ask everyone that question, and I feel like people is is an answer that often comes up. It's so yeah. true. The ocean. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ocean is another one that comes up too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of take it for granted. It's it's just yeah. always been there. Yeah, you're both from Nova Scotia. Yeah, there I was go. born here. I grew up in New Brunswick, but came back here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Winnipeg, so. To me, I feel like it's just amazing to always be by the <laughs> yeah. ocean. I will, yeah. yeah. Hope to never take it for granted, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, now we'll get into some more long form questions. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll kind of get into what we touched on at the beginning of this, which is your, your four day work week. So that's obviously one big thing that sets Aptitude Digital apart from other organizations is that you offer four day work week. Why did you decide to make the switch, and how has it been received by the team? You know, it was uh, a lot of research, a lot of reading going, you know, last year before making the switch. And, you know, when you start looking at at the experiments that, that other companies had made, and especially over in Europe, and increased productivity, uh, better quality of work-life balance, uh, you know, it, it's really kind of exciting to, to think about. So, you know, most of the studies we we saw, you know, we're looking at, you know, 15 to 20 percent increase in productivity, not with a compressed work week, but with a genuine four day work week. Uh, so, you know, we looked at uh, the workload that we had coming up and, uh, you know, realized that we needed to do something to set aptitude apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. R- retention, you know, like, yeah. like, like, like happy people are people who stay. You know, right. and, and, and we enjoy working with them, yeah. right? So um, we had a, saw a lot of work coming up. You know, it's a competitive industry, so we've been through turnover, and it's very disruptive. Mm. And, and just in terms of teams gelling and people knowing each other and being able to kind of work well together. So I think it, it's been an important kind of part of our retention thinking, you know. And, and, and from the beginning, Chris and I founded Aptitude, you know, as, um, you know, I, a place people wanted to come to work, a place we wanted to go and work. Yeah. So, you know, the four-day work week is just kind of the extension of that, you know, the logical extension of that. It's been 80% favorable, right, with our staff. Um, you know, we, we've seen metrics, uh, you know, as we go through sprints, uh, you know, 10 to 15% increase in productivity. Uh, you know, 20% of people... Um, find it stressful hmm. chris you're one of the people who finds it stressful well the, <laughs> if you were someone working at 100 percent, you can't get more out of that person mm-hmm. right if, if you're someone who can stay focused and someone who can kind of like keep their eye on the prize and get it done you're not going to get 20 percent more out of that person but if you're someone kind of more creative or mm-hmm. you know that you have to think for long periods of time and then you know you need a brain break from it kind of thing you then then uh, it it can make a difference to you know. So overall, it's better. But even those people who were working at 100, percent they needed a break, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think overall, we, we, on average, we're. I view it as a 100 percent win. But if you talk to right. people, there's some who are like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things where I mean, something is not going to be right for everybody. So, mm-hmm. but it sounds like the majority do enjoy it. it, it it's like anything; you have yeah. to work at it. Like mm-hmm. we didn't. We had to fine-tune things and we're you know we probably still are but meeting schedules we're all set up for like weekly five-day things 
And all of a sudden we had to compress that into four and it felt like that's too many meetings, which we probably should have been thinking about in the first place, right? right. So even just like um, changing your default from one hour meeting time to 45 minutes, right. you can easily accomplish in 45 what we used to accomplish in an hour. You just kind of encourage you to be more focused. You know? yeah, yeah, finding those efficiencies, I guess. Yeah. So I'm curious... Um, how you kind of so it's something that piqued your interest you saw it overseas and you thought maybe this might work for us how did you then like roll it out was it something that was difficult to do organizationally or oh, we made a pie chart you know <laughs> like like how, how, how are we going to support the four-day right. work week you know and we talked a lot about you know everybody had 15 days vacation we swapped that for 12 because mm -hmm. that's still three three weeks so there are a lot of little details that you had to work out right um Talked about you know what what is you know about stat holidays and what's the length of the uh, of our new day. Mm -hmm. We went from seven and a half to eight hours. Just we thought like there's a little bit we can gain there, but we didn't want to go to this full compressed week. Right. I forget the question now. <laughs> it, it it was it was really hard when you look at it from you know an accounting point of view. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, part of it you you have to have that leap of faith that it's going to be more productive. <laughs> and there was a there was a quarter a section of the pie where it's like. We just believe in this. Like we, we, <laughs> right. we can't like um, we, we can't quantify that last bit. Let's do it. And being a small company, you know, there's 15 of us ish. It's easier to make that decision. Right. We, we felt like let's do it because we can. You know, yeah. You know, there were there were a lot of I guess growing pains. You know, the first first quarter, first four or five months. The uh, you know all our clients are, are five day you know five days a week, mm -hmm. right? And they expect to be able to pick up a phone and reach us, reach support, right? Reach help. Uh, so, you know, we started splitting the team. So some people had Mondays off, some people had Fridays off. Mm. And that was horrible, <laughs> right? Because we went from trying to schedule internal meetings, you know, in a four-day work week. Or a five. Yeah. To a three-day. Like, there was only three days five. that everybody was working together. Yeah. Right. Right? So that was really painful. And then if you... You know, something needs to get addressed before the week. Like you could wait what Thursday to like Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's exactly yeah. what happened. I felt like for you know three thirty on Thursday, I'm like, oh wait, I'm here tomorrow, but you know, right. Zach's not. So, like, I got to get a hold of him before I don't see him till Tuesday. Yeah. So we solved that. We solved that. Uh, you know, basically, we, we all have Friday off right now, except for one person, Alex, who wears Fridays. <laughs> Uh, he's, you know, DevOps and support. So right. you know, somebody's answering the phones on Fridays. You know, the whole purpose of doing this is to reduce reduce stress. Right. right? Working on Fridays, it's not illegal. Yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, we've all done it that, you know, if we're late on a deadline, put in a couple hours on Friday morning. Or, or just organizing yourself for the next week. You know, there's, right. there's things, do a different kind of task, you know, for a couple hours, get your coffee, kind of just get ready for the next week. Just about Alex, um, so he's he's the most interrupted person because he's uh, client care, you know, mm, answering calls, yeah. uh, uh, helping people. So it made sense for him to have Friday all by himself because he could accomplish, you know, like he actually preferred that. So right. it, he uh, that one person who was off is there's a little bit method to that madness, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, it sounds like yeah. you guys are flexible and you're making it work. So. That's good. I mean, that was kind of my next question was, you know, as we mentioned off the top, we're coming up on that one year mark. We've reflected a bit here, but any regrets? It doesn't sound like you have any. No. <laughs> You're full steam ahead on the four day work week. Yeah. You're not going back. Not yeah. going back. Yeah. 
And the biggest difficulty, it sounds like, was maybe kind of figuring out how to work with clients that don't operate on a four-day work week. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and and, and the meeting schedule, you know, the, right. the, yeah, yeah. the how how we use our time, you know, which probably should always have been, you know, a conversation, right? I, I remember, you know, as we were rolling this out, you know, in December, January, calling our clients and, and you know, keeping the communication open, letting them know what we were doing. And, uh, you know, everybody was, oh, that's fantastic. I wish wish we could do that. But <laughs> are you going to be there for us? Like, I, you know, are our project timelines going to slip? Are, you know, they had right. so many questions. So, you know, that was, uh, you know, that was a big risk factor. A big, you know, in, in making this jump was, was making sure our clients were behind it as well. Mm-hmm. Did you use any organization or consultants to help you with this? You know, type of change management, or you just spearheaded it? No, yourselves? Yeah. but we did. We did uh, communicate and come up with a plan together with our team. Oh. So we didn't. Oh. Bill and I didn't just say this is how it's going to be. Right. We we put out an initial. Here's a framework. What do you think? And then we were a, a couple months before we pulled the trigger. Mm. Yeah. So um, you know. Consulted with staff. I That's guess. nice. I think that makes I a big difference. Say, yeah, that type of leadership obviously helps with retention too. For staff to know that you value their input on what their workday is going to look like. And most people were initially hesitant. They're right. like, "Of course, we'd love that, but how's it going to work, guys?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, very cool. Okay, well, I feel like there's so much to say about a four-day work week, and so many people want to learn more about it. But that's not all that you are. That's correct. You've been around for many years. <laughs> before this past one. Um, so I'd love to learn more about some of more what you do. And um, in particular, we've heard that you have um, an impressive DevOps pipeline that has really changed the game for you and allowed you to take on large clients such as the city of Halifax, Charm Diamond Center, and more. So could you tell us a bit more about this part of your business? Yeah, I wonder if I could expand the DevOps pipeline to sure. our DevOps team and, and totally. a couple different aspects to that. But um, you know, as we've grown, we've been able to support we've got two and a half people, you know, dedicated to kind of this this, this aspect of the business. Um, the pipeline itself is just the idea that when you commit your code to Git, it automatically builds a version of the system, and it manages d- different environments, so developments for us, user acceptance testings for our client, uh, and then eventually we go to production. So the code that we put in here is the exact code that, you know, is kind of managed each step of the way. Really allows us to kind of take an, a, a controlled approach and, and the client uh, knows exactly what's coming and, and what's changed. So that's kind of the pipeline side of it. Uh, the other part of it is the, the fact that it's a containerized environment, which I won't go in too deep, but it means that we basically have a complete copy of the entire system, an image of it. And... As we deploy, we can we can roll back, you know. So if the, something goes wrong with the deploy, we can press a button and roll back. Um, all of the code has never seen the internet, so security is uh, you know an important aspect of it. If, if there was a compromise, that next version that you roll out, we're not just placing in a file; we're we're replacing the entire system. So if if there was a um, some kind of vulnerability or compromise, you know, you find that, you fix it, you patch it, you roll out a new system that's that's never seen the light of day. So 
Right. There's lots of kind of great benefits to it. We roll support right into that whole group of people because um, it tends to be, you know, the it, it's, it's the whole conversation on how to take care of someone on an ongoing basis versus, a, you know, development team, which is build a thing for you. Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, yeah. It's kind of the opposite of the hope methodology. Yes. Right. It, it's very carefully planned and predictable. Right. So when we do a release, it's predictable. When we're doing support, it's, you know, we've got a stable, predictable platform that, that, that can work from. Um, it, it's really one of the key things that's enabled us to go to a four day work week, hmm. right? Because of the stability and the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. predictability that we have with that, that we always know, you know, where our environments are and, and can rely on those. That's true, because I guess if something were to happen, you're not scrambling and trying to rebuild things or look for a backup if you have one. Or and historically, you would there'd be this big moment where you right. deploy and all the files have to be put in place. Well, every time someone commits code on the team, the whole thing is built. So hmm. it's the deployment has been tested many times by the right. time we get to. So it's kind of like. Do you find when you're selling your services to clients who maybe don't have a technical background or understanding? Do they really grasp kind of the no. impact of that or the difference? You that know? is, that is, that's a challenge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we pride ourselves in in not confusing our clients. You know, right. like so, so it is. It's a challenge to find to to convey the importance of something like this without them falling asleep. <laughs> Having the appropriate tech level conversation, you know, right? Minimizing acronyms and right. Yeah, examples help. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we could talk about things you know, that have happened or that could happen uh, and, and how, how these approaches mitigate, you know. That's a good, yeah. And, and, and you talk about, like, what would it mean to you if you were compromised? Mm-hmm. How can we help avoid that? You know, what would it mean to you if your site went offline, you're an e-commerce site and you're offline in the middle of the day, that would that would be a problem for your reputation and your revenue. So we can kind of bring it back to kind of those kind of things. You, you know, the unique thing here, you know, pipelines and, you know, CICD, continuous integration, continuous development, aren't new concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're new to, you know, Drupal. Uh, really, it's Drupal version 8 where we even had the capability to implement, you know, this kind of pipeline. Uh, you know, trying to get WordPress, you know, we were talking about that earlier, trying to get WordPress to fit into that pipeline. We did it, but it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this pipeline is what has kind of it makes it a lot easier to take on large clients. Like we said, the city of Halifax, because I think I've been on their website, and there's so many different places to go on that website. Obviously, they have to get like all the information out to residents. Yeah. So that pipeline has made it easier for you to take on those bigger clients. It has, but a, a, a good point about the size of the client is it's become a minimum standard for us. We, we don't mm. We don't want to maintain the smallest website without the full DevOps process. So we use Microsoft Azure. There's a whole host of, of products that are available, but we're lucky in that we can scale them down in price-wise to a smaller client. So mm. it, um, it's kind of our minimum. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great because I feel like that it's good to have something that differentiates you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of work, obviously, in those complex sites and a lot of people who maybe can't take on projects of that size or that complexity. So the fact that you have processes and tools and softwares in place that allow you to is um, definitely sets you apart. You know, it, it's been really interesting the last 
and we look through the last couple of years, just the, the political climate in the globe, cybersecurity is you know probably one of our number one concerns now when we're managing a, a production website, especially you know, in the city of Halifax. So it, it's you know, any tool that we can employ to make sure that things are more secure, uh, to control those the, the environments, the production environments, it's critical. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, cybersecurity has become such a mainstream topic without people, a lot of people not really understanding what it means. So I think the fact that you have things that you can say around that, even for people people without a technical background, that will put them at ease. Because um, I think it's easy, the less you know about something, the more you can build it up in your head. Um, so I think that's great that you're really thinking, putting you know security first, because that's what a, a lot of people are, are focused on right now. It's... it's uh Insurance has been a big driver for yeah. uh, some of the, you know, some of the security items, you know, two-factor authentication. And right. so that led us to OpenID. It's a way to, to take your um, Microsoft account that you might use in an enterprise situation to log into Drupal with it. So oh, rather than have right. all these separate passwords and things mm. around. So, um, yeah, it, it's been interesting how it's become insurance. Basically, they won't, right. they won't offer cyber insurance to someone who doesn't have doesn't tick all the boxes right it's interesting yeah it is interesting i know you got to take it seriously well on a a lighter note uh, zach is our devops and security uh analyst and uh he he's always teaching the team you know habits right so if uh if you walk away from your desk and you don't lock your computer you know he's he's on you right and and and, uh (laughs) just checking everybody's got their os up to date and and uh, he he's he makes it he makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he keeps changing my wallpaper to Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. How does he keep getting in there, huh? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. shouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little and let's talk growth because Aptitude Digital doubled its revenue this year, which is cr- congratulations. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm curious, how do you manage that growth? It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Recurring themes, you know, when we started, you know, we, we saw this coming, and that was one of the things that we looked at with the four-day work week, mm-hmm. employee retention, uh, you know, having our key people uh, committed, engaged, and staying with us. That's uh, that's what's enabled us to 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 foster this growth over mm-hmm. the last year. It's really hard to manage growth if you're having high turnover and having to spend time training new employees all the time. Yeah. Totally. Do you have any stats or data on your retention rate over the past year? Or is it 100 percent? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do tell. No, it's 100 percent. Oh, <laughs> I thought yeah. you were agreeing yeah. to my question. 100%. Oh, yeah. amazing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, here's this is maybe anecdotal, but um, we go to the NSCC job fair every year. And, um, you know, in the past have struggled to. Well, the, the, the message has been get the offers out there quick because someone else is going to grab them. Right. Well, um, this year, I think the lore of the four-day work week was a big um, carrot, you know, to come work for Aptitude. So that's um, totally that's been that was a real example of, of you know the quality of people that um, you know skills and 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 yeah. big, we got big, some, we got some great new staff this year. Yeah. Big shout out to NSCC. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, they do they do a great yeah, yeah. a lot of great things. Yeah. Amazing. So you said fifteen, but you also said you added some new people this year, or what do you? <laughs> I, I don't know the number off the top. We just had some co-op students leave. Well, they didn't leave. They're they're still working for us part time as they finish up their second years, and then so they'll come on as full times 
uh, when they graduate and then uh, bringing some more co-op students. That's you know, amazing. We've hired some subcontractors for, for the first time. Uh, we had, you know, that, that was new for us. We found a, a good group of two or three folks who are gelling really well with the team. So that's, you know, allowed us to go with that growth. You know, is that growth going to stay? You know, you right. have to kind of be cautious, right? So, yeah. Um, adding people to the team is, we've always got a job add up. We're looking for the right people. Yeah. Sometimes we suffer on delivery because we need more people and we don't have them, but we're not going to hire the, like, it's just right. finding someone who fits is almost more important than the, the technology, you know? So I think that's, uh, yeah, it's just, that's the balance we're always looking to strike. Yeah. 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 So you said the job ad is kind of always up. You're looking for the right people. Yeah. So besides the four day work week, you know, what else is the draw to come to aptitude? What do you guys love most about the workplace. Oh, I'm glad you asked that because it reminded me of something I wanted to mention. Um, it's a very supportive environment. And there's, you know, I can throw out lots of buzzwords, but I, I, I think we, we live and breathe it. Like, um, there's not a lot of ego in the conversations. And it's really easy to introduce that. Like, you have to be protective of it and, and, and make sure everybody has a chance to, you know, to, to say their piece. But, um, You'll find yourself in a meeting arguing the other person's point, and you know it's an honest conversation when that happens, right? Yeah. So it kind of gets to the like, what's the best solution, right? And I think that's, you know, I think that's a really important, you know, part of it. No, it, it is. You know, we strive to be a very flat organizations so that you know when, yeah, and given our size, we're able to do that so that everybody, you know, everybody can sit at the table and. and have an equal part in the conversation that's important how do you think aptitude has always been that way or you know has it grown into that with the with the current staff that you have or i mean we've certainly learned lessons over the years yeah. on, on how you know not to behave or or how you know what to focus on to you know create a better environment for sure you know it hasn't hasn't always been you know um the way we are right now but we we're recognizing we've got a really great mix of team and we're trying to kind of analyze what it what is it that we like about this and how do we mm -hmm. maintain it you know yeah and and if you don't give everybody an equal opportunity you know to, to express their ideas and their opinions how are you going to understand their strengths mm -hmm. yeah. right you know that's you know i think that's really important whether you're you know a fresh graduate or you know have 10 years uh, development experience you've got life experiences you've got you know ideas that you know, impact projects positively. Hmm. Well, I only ask because it sounds so nice and obviously common sense, but not every business operates that way or mm -hmm. not every place that I've worked has operated that way. So it's nice. It's nice to hear. I was just curious if it has always been that way or. Yeah. Do you find that staff are more focused on work culture than they were in the past? Is that more of a priority for your staff or something you talk about more often than you did say 20 years ago or? Like COVID certainly you know, the, the move to work at home or more work at home or mostly work at home, um, you have to, you have to work at the missing pieces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so we, we do, we have some, um, you know, we have a golf, uh, I won't call it a tournament, but a fun afternoon we do every year. And we try to, try to, you know, have some in-person things, you know, uh, Wednesday has been a big day for us where uh, everybody mostly comes into the office on Wednesday. That's a day that we can kind of 
we work. You know, I, I always say to people, don't judge this day on how much work you got done at, at the computer. There's other things happening here. You're you're connecting. You're we're moving conversations forward. It's just a different day, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. The last question really is, is there anything else you want to talk about? We're going to give the floor to you. Is there anything that we didn't touch on today? Um, anything exciting coming up for Aptitude that you wanted to to announce or we'll we'll pass it over? I think we've had enough change for this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're tired. Uh, Technology-wise, I think e-commerce has become on a couple different projects for us. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and Drupal has a module called Drupal Commerce, and it, it's a big, big thing. We've been working with uh, Centero, the organization that made that module. So um, I've just geeking out here a little bit. I've been excited about that you know, change for us. It's just another facet of, of Drupal for us. So that's been great. That's exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really, really interesting. I know I can say probably for both Claire and I, hearing more about Aptitude Digital and the work you guys are doing um, and the four-day work week. Sounds like you guys are really fine-tuning you know what the workplace you know works for everyone there so and what a lot of people i think there's a lot of takeaways for other organizations for sure. you know so yeah thank awesome. you thank, thank you, so you for much. having us we really appreciate it of course fantastic thank you thanks for tuning in to all hands on tech interested in learning more visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com we'll see you next time this has been a pod starter production, production.